All right. Welcome back to the PCC podcast. And today I have an episode that I'm super excited to present you all with. And I know a lot of our clients have been waiting for this one as well. And I'm super excited to introduce another one of our coaches, Coach Rachel. So super happy to have you. Oh, you're muted, I think. <laughs> Yay, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to want to leave that unmuted. Um, awesome. Well, I'm super excited because feel like it's just been a long time since we've kind of gone back in time and actually like, you know, broken down your story and now it's evolved so much. So, um, just been super excited about your growth and, uh, your transition into your career here at PCC, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into it and we'll just kind of show our clients and our team just who you are, um, and the journey you've been through. So let's start with the fitness side, right? So that's how this all started. Um, so why don't you go back in time and tell us where this fitness journey really started for you? Oh man, like just really digging in the archives here. <clears throat> so I would say that I was always athletic. I loved sports growing up. I never really like landed on anything I was really passionate about until I played volleyball in eighth grade. And it really just stuck. And I just loved the whole aspect of volleyball um, with the weight training and the teamwork and just the whole experience that I had playing volleyball in high school. And then, of course, I went to college and decided not to pursue volleyball when I went to college um, and instead just really enjoyed college life. Um, and never really experienced any like fluctuations in my, you know, scale weight or anything like that. Still went to the gym somewhat, but maybe a little bit aimlessly because I didn't have like a goal in mind, um, but still enjoyed it. I always have enjoyed activity and movement. Um, and during college, I studied elementary education with a double licensure, licensure with special education. Um, graduated and realized that I somehow had gained 20 pounds. And I was like, oh, that's, that's different. Um, so then I decided to join a program and I had success with that program, pretty quick success, um, had never really like formally dieted before in my life. And that was my first time doing that. And again, like I said, found success, was able to maintain that weight for like two, three months. Um, and then I became pregnant with my first and only child. Um, this is now eight years ago. I had her. She's turning eight on Monday. Wow. Um, I know it's wild. Like, I don't even know where time went. And as I'm like going back, it's kind of wild for me to think about where I was before I had her. Um, but yeah, so I, of course, went through pregnancy, had gained a certain amount of weight, joined that same program when I was able to pretty much get, got back to where I was. Um, but ever since being pregnant with Gemma, having Gemma, my weight would just fluctuate up and down. Um, the same like 15 to 20 pounds. I was that classic yo-yo dieter um, and really was like, oh, this thing works. So I'll do that for a while. And then I was like, oh, I'm done with that thing. And then I would just go back to where I was and really just had no understanding for why it wasn't sticking in the first place. Um, and eventually I got to a place in my life that was a little bit lower in terms of like mental health and emotional health and gained a very significant amount of weight. Um, I was, I'm 5'3", just for reference, and I have no shame in sharing what I was. I was almost 190 pounds. And I was like, whoa, like it had happened. It's almost to me like it it happened like without me even being mindful of it. Um, and so at that point, I was like, well, I'm just going to go back on this program. <laughs> like literally, it was like this ping pong back and forth of me losing the weight, gaining the weight, going back on the program, then not. Yeah. Um, and it got to a point where I was on that program, had lost 40 pounds. I was like, woohoo. And then plateaued and was really frustrated. So I did some research and found a one-on-one -on -one macros coach. 
had never tracked macros before in my life. Um, and again, found a lot of success with it. Got to that like 15 pounds back to where I had been, felt really great. And then dun, 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 gained it back. <laughs> it was like, what is going on? Like, I really just was so lost because I knew what to do, but then for it to stick and be sustainable, manageable, and um, just like not fluctuate up and down, I I had no clue what was going on. Um, so <laughs> in my research again, I was like, macros worked really well for me. I would love to like kind of explore that a little bit further. And for those of you at home that are listening, um, fun fact, my little sister knew Marissa in high school yep. and <laughs> they played volleyball, not with each other, but were in the same groups and teams and rival, rival positions and everything. <laughs> yes. Friend, so it's just a friendly competition. Um, so I was getting like um, advertisements and things about permanent change coaching. And for you, it was Marissa Roy Fitness and just being like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Like she was Kenzie's like friend back in the day. Um, but then I, um, my mom actually joined PCC and was like, hey, yeah, do you want to join this with me? And I was kind of like, well, I'm looking for a coach. Definitely. Um, so I joined PCC as a client in February of 2022. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. that's wild. Um, and I'm telling you, it was like something unlocked and I was like, holy moly, this is what I'm missing. Cause I was so confused as to why I couldn't maintain any progress that I'd made in any of my efforts and then it dawned on me that, oh my gosh, I'm this all or nothing perfectionistic person and really just learning the tools to be more adaptable and flexible and really change the way that I saw food. Like I saw food as points, macros, calories um, in the past and that like being a part of PCC as a client, it just unlocked this world of health that I had no idea about. Um, so I just made so much progress and it was not even in terms of like, you know, my goals in terms of like losing a certain amount of weight or having a certain physique, really what I have gained from February, 2022 to now even is just this understanding that, um, there is so much more to health than, like the food that we eat and the training that we do. It's truly about mindset. It's truly about exploring every facet of our health, whether it be like the jobs that we're in and how that impacts our emotional environmental health, whether it be, you know, being moms and figuring out how to balance the inherent, sometimes I, I feel it's inherent with moms and just with media and expectations of women, um, the guilt that we feel as moms um, mm -hmm. when it comes to prioritizing ourselves and yeah. spending money on ourselves, <clears throat> investing in ourselves financially um, and with time can be definitely um, guilt inducing. So there was a lot of thought patterns, limiting beliefs that I had about, my, about myself that I was not even aware of until working with PCC and really digging into that. So essentially, that's where <laughs> I've landed now after years and years and years of yo-yo dieting and having this fixation on a scale weight number, fixation on a physique, fixation on this expectation that I have for myself of what health looks like, because it's completely like turned it's on its head, basically, um, after joining PCC. That's incredible. And it's crazy because it's like, you know, whoever's listening to this is like, that's coach Rachel. That's my coach. And they're listening yeah. to you talk about being literally like in their shoes, who they were um, for majority of your adult life until yeah. really this, this transformation, which is so powerful. So I'm curious, cause you didn't mention it. Um, what was the nature of, you said the ping pong diet, the programs you kept going back on, like, what was the nature of those diets? Were they restrictive in a sense? Like how did, how did that 
look and then contrast that with what Marilyn had to do when you first joined. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was, it was definitely very, not just restrictive in the calories and macronutrients and all the things. Um, but it was also restrictive in a sense of like, how does this fit into my life? Because with a lot of these programs and diets and like some, you know, macro coaches out there, it's a stagnant, like, this is the number you need to hit. You need to hit it perfectly. And if you don't hit it perfectly, then the scale is going to fluctuate up and, oh my gosh, like, oh, like the progress and really just, um, in that sense, it was not just restrictive in terms of like nutrition and you need to train five days a week, spend like hours in the gym. Um, but also, yeah, with mindset and how to live life. Um, so when I joined PCC, I had this idea that I would just jump right into macros and get the ball rolling again, the same way I had always done. And Marilyn literally put that to a halt, like Rachel hold on, hold on a second. And <laughs> she told me like, Hey, we're going to do like mindful eating for a little bit here. And I'm like, what is, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what, what is, what are you talking about with mindful eating? Like, you're not just going to like serve me macros and say, this is what you need to do to lose the 15 pounds. And there you go. No, it was more of a, Hey, let's like be aware of like when you're hungry and what that looks like. And not just that, but also like honoring our hunger and learning how to build meals that actually keep me satisfied. And not just that, but also meals that are easy to prep for me because I was a single mom and teaching and all the things. And it was like, how do I have the time to do this? And it was more so flipping that on its head and making it more of like a transformative change. Like, how can we transform the meals that you're making right now? What can we add into them in order to serve your needs and to be satisfying and to really like fuel our body and nourish our body holistically? Um, and spent a long time there, actually. <laughs> we spent a long time with um, a lot of my limiting beliefs and all or nothing mindset and this fear of making mistakes. Um, that's definitely something that was like my biggest constraint at that point was this fear of failure um, and fear of even going outside of macros even a little bit. So the fact that there were no macros to follow and it was more so, hey, like be okay with trusting your body and what it's signaling to you and telling you. Um, it was just a very enlightening, but also empowering experience to have, because I think that again, with everything that I consumed, like with media and with um, the programs that I had been in and the diets I had been a part of, it was like, you need to eat 1200 calories in order to sustain this progress. You need to eat you know, no carbs, like carbs are the enemy. And, you know, all of these notions that are not true. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. definitely not true um, to some extent. So yeah, it was definitely just like reframing, rerouting and learning how to trust myself and empower myself with the choices that I'm making that, aligned with not just the goals that I had for myself, but really digging deeper to be like, how are these actions aligned with like who you are as a person and the values that you have? Why, why are we even prioritizing our health in the first place? Mm -hmm. um, so it, was, it went just so much deeper than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's like a huge contrast because I feel like most of the people and even like right in the discovery process, we're like, I'm talking to you and like, or we think we're talking about the same thing where I'm like, we're going to like really transform your relationship with food and this and that and that. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, we're going to do macros, right? Like, and then you get in there and you're like, what the F is happening? Um, and I find that that happens a lot where like a lot of women that I talk to, no fault of their own, but they're just literally like, I know what I need to do. I'm not doing it. I need accountability, right? Like, just give me the accountability. And we're like, okay, mm -hmm. here it is. Boom, world flipped upside down. So 
it's cool that, you know, your story is just such a like model example of that. Um, and that's kind of what led into, right? Like, so tell me a little bit about, like, I'm remembering like the first couple of text exchange exchanges that we had where we were like, have you ever thought about coaching? Like, <laughs> and this career change that bubbled up and eventually became literally what you're doing as your career right now. So, I mean, what was that experience like for you kind of having the seed planted? Yeah. So like I said, <laughs> when I joined PCC, I was, I, I was just so one, it was eye opening, <laughs> like, and seeing how not just like, you know, it wasn't even like Maryland serving me protocols. And it's like, I'm going to adhere to those protocols. And oh my gosh, all these changes are happening. It was very much like a talking with me instead of at me <laughs> and really like seeing my perspective on things and really going into it with that like kindness and compassion that sometimes is missing when we like, I especially think as women um, have so much like pressure on ourselves and a lot of that pressure can result in the guilt or shame that we experience on the day to day. Um, So with that, seeing how my experience with being a client was so transformative for me and seeing how I was able to grow in a way that I didn't even expect. Like I was like expecting to like macros, cool, like lost the weight piece. I'm done. Like (laughs) job's done here. Um, But it was more so like, as I kept going week to week, the more and more I realized that that outcome was not like that scale weight fixation was not like serving me (laughs) at all. And it was more so just living a lifestyle that I knew was really aligned with my values of vitality and energy. And, um, you know, with living my life aligned with that, I was noticing just like my relationship with Gemma getting stronger, her noticing different things, like even like talking to like, you know, our family members and going, mommy's really strong. Did you know that? And like having her like, note that and see like the actions that I'm doing for her to see me follow through with that and be committed to that, um, was really just awesome. But, um, I would say that in my teaching career, I was having these realizations, right. About how my deep health was really impacting me. And as a special education teacher, I loved my job. Um, very, very passionate about, advocating for um, students with disabilities because I myself had a disability growing up. Um, So that definitely was near and dear to my heart. And I wanted to pay it forward to those students. Um, And I realized that teaching fundamentally was not serving me in my deep health anymore as much as like it gave me purpose and it gave me, um, you know, fulfillment. There were so many components of the job that were really wearing me down and really impacting me holistically. Um, and then it just, I, I don't believe in coincidences. I know I've told you this a million <laughs> times, Marissa, but I do not believe in coincidences because there was a lot of things that were happening, Right in teaching where I was like, okay, maybe I need to explore a different career. Maybe I need to really just reevaluate where I'm at and what I need um, just personally and professionally. And I was just so, I think for me, like, because everything was kind of like almost up in flames at work, I was so invested in like, my training and nutrition and really invested in PCC and being a client there um, and really just proud of the philosophy and the mission and wanting to share that with anyone that would listen um, that I think that it was just like this too, like it's almost like this compounding thing that happened. And I think, I don't know if it was you or Marilyn at first that were like, Hey, have you ever thought about coaching? And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about this. Duh. Like, why didn't I think of this before? Like, this is like, it was staring me straight in the face where I was like confused about what career should I go for? What, what exactly is my path? And 
once you both kind of brought that to light, it was kind of like this, well, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, I'm totally thinking about it. Um, yeah. So um, that just kind of got the ball rolling. And I continued to be a client at PCC. I continued to, um, you know, study on the side <laughs> and try to manage all the things. Um, but even within my studies, you know, getting certifications and things like that, it gave me so much more clarity and so much more um, of this like sense of alignment with who I am and yeah. who I want to be. Um, and just like with teaching, like special education students that may have disabilities very similar to what I experienced. Now I'm working with women <laughs> who are quite literally like in the same shoes as me as moms, as, you know, women who want to prioritize themselves and their health are not sure, like, what is the sticking point? Why am I not making the progress that I want to see? Um, so it really just couldn't be a more perfect transition for me. Um, and I've just been super grateful <laughs> and blessed to be here at PCC. Um, I think being a coach is one thing, but being a coach at PCC, like in the mission that we have, the philosophy that we really, and the values that we stand by, um, just permeate the entire, like, not just like as us, as like coworkers, as employees, but also clients in the entire community. Um, it's just really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just been so cool to see that like evolution from my lens, because I mean, I wasn't doing the weekly check-ins with you, right? Like that was Marilyn. And, but I saw that like from February of 2022, day one, it was like, you didn't miss a, a Tuesday or Thursday night office hour. Like you were just every single one. I was like, I could count on Rachel to be there. And that was like, you probably didn't know this, but like a couple of months after office hours had really just started up. We just like mm -hmm. had pioneered the thing and we were like, well, we'll see if these do well. Um, <laughs> and then you were just like so adamant about like everything you were learning there that we were like, oh, maybe there's something to this. Right. And then um, I forget who it was. I feel like it might've been both of us that sent you a text. I was like, you ever thought about this thing? Um, but it's natural because you don't, you don't really think about a such a new up and coming career path that like has kind of just blossomed in the past five years, right? Online coaching mm -hmm. was never a thing, right? So the option at that point, like with maybe what your knowledge was at the time might've been like, oh, I'll be a personal trainer, right? And then there's all the downsides to in-person training. So you're like, eh, no. Um, so it, it makes sense that you wouldn't have otherwise considered it, but like the evolution of, okay, so you've transformed yourself physically because you've been able to like open up your relationship with food, how you talk to yourself, what your values are, who you are and what you feel you deserve. And then boom, we think about, well, how does that impact all other areas of my life? And then you have the question of like, am I being fulfilled in my life? Do I have a career that I like, you know, am gaining momentum from and feeling fulfilled by and you're able to like step out and do something super freaking uncomfortable because mm -hmm. you've been empowered. And that's not, that was not easy um, to, to transition, I'm sure, out of something you did for 10 years, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I am a creature of habit. <laughs> I love routine. I love things to be predictable and could not have predicted this. <laughs> like I honestly... <laughs> When I was in second grade, kid you not, I had a journal for like my second grade class or whatever. Didn't, I don't even like, I didn't remember it, but my parents were moving out of their house and I discovered this journal in their things. My mom keeps everything. Um, and so I read this journal and in my second grade journal, I had said something like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a sixth grade teacher. And that's literally exactly what I was. Um, so yeah, even second grade Rachel would not have even imagined <laughs> I would go into wow. coaching, let alone like 31, 32-year-old Rachel at the time. Um, but honestly, um, everything happens for a reason. And I, you know, definitely like we've talked about, it was not easy. And definitely there was a period of time when I started coaching where there was a little bit of that grieving process and 
um, the discomfort with taking a risk and taking a chance on myself when maybe people didn't quite understand like leaving stability. But in my mind, it was like, this is not stable for me. Yes, it's a stable income. Yes, it's something that I've done for 10 years. But looking at it big picture, not sustainable at all in terms of my health and my vitality and truly being aligned with my values of growing and changing. And honestly, like before PCC, I didn't even realize those were values that I had um, Mm. very near and dear to me. Um, You know, because I think that I was so in mom mode, you know, single mom mode where I'm like, everything is about Gemma, the job that I work, the money that I make, the actions that I do, like everything, you know, for me, I was like, this is for her joining PCC. I over time started to realize like, oh, you know, maybe not going to the gym and instead picking up Gemma at daycare. Was that really for, for her? you know, like what, what would serve her best, you know, for me to take care of myself, for me to go and like, take some time to like, do my lift and maybe do a little bit of cardio before I go pick her up so that I am, you know, like really re-energized and um, like, and aligned with myself. Because when you're in disalignment, it's, it's, it's honestly, sometimes when that happens, and I know for me, this was my experience, I was so confused. I was so incredibly confused about what actions do I need to take in order to be in alignment again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with PCC, um, I quickly realized the things that I was doing, the actions that I was taking that I thought were in my brain, like, you know, oh, I can't go to the gym. That's selfish. Oh, I can't spend, you know a little bit of time on Sundays for meal prep because I only see my daughter every other weekend, you know, like, or have time with her every other weekend. I need to spend this time with her. Um, So really just like reframing and really just like breaking down that limiting belief that sometimes we're just ugly head. I will admit it's not perfect. (laughs) Um, But I think that it was definitely just really doing the deep inner work week to week and really working through um, what was really causing this almost like cognitive dissonance that I was experiencing Um, and realizing that, you know, I, you know, in the past thought I was being selfish, but now I know that it's not being selfish. It's taking care of myself, prioritizing myself um, so that I can pour into others um, and have the capacity to do that. Um, so yeah, like growth was definitely something that I've just kind of landed on just recently where, um, maybe it was something that I was not even aware of to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's the really powerful part with PCC is that there's a lot of, I like this, I like to think of them as like, you know, I don't, I guess the analogy is kind of, eh, but cockroaches under the rug that you've kind of like buried <laughs> underneath. Like, oh man, like we don't want these to come out, but it's, it's important. That they do. <laughs> it's, it's important. It's, it's uncomfortable. It can be very, it can be painful to yeah. look those things in the face. Um, but yeah. it's very, it's very necessary work. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes I call it the ugly work as you know. Um, oh, the ugly. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of want to pivot here too, because this is where it gets really interesting. I want to know, um, because we've talked at length about these, but I think it'd be cool to just, I mean, add a little more vulnerability in there of, okay, you went from client to coach. And for you, the journey as a client, I feel like almost unfolded so naturally. Like it was like light bulb after light bulb after light bulb. um, Mm -hmm. And you were really motivated to like dive into that inner work yourself. But Stepping into the coach role now working with so many different clients of different walks of life and, you know, similar themes underlying all of us. But, you know, what kinds of mistakes, challenges, lessons have you faced in now like being the guide for these people that has really like, you know, starting out your career in this um, has really taught you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> have made. But I think that you know, what with my work with being a client, I think kind of did prepare me for this, where perhaps if I had pursued this before really addressing a lot of 
my um, all or nothing mindset and perfectionism, it may have been a dumpster fire um, <laughs> and not have you know been able to work through some of the, you know, the failures and mistakes that I've made on my end. Um, but I will say that it was definitely a learning curve for me. Obviously, there's a lot of parallels to teaching with coaching. Um, yeah. But a lot of the, a lot of things do not generalize or are not parallels. Like, for instance, you know, with being a teacher, yes, I have a caseload, um, a roster, if you will. Um, but we are all learning the same thing at the same time. And perhaps a little bit of tweaks and differentiation here and there. But there is a general scope and sequence. There is a general path forward and an expectation for a given group of students that I would teach. With clients, everyone is on their own unique path. Everyone has had their prior experiences and are at different phases of, you know, um, you know, realizations and work with deep health and, um, really having that understanding. Um, yeah. And awareness and of it. Like some of them don't even know some of them are where you were. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I was one of those that I was aware that there was something that was like a constraint for me, but I wasn't quite aware of what exactly it was. Yeah. And, um, I think also a big learning curve for me is that you know, I've had my own experience as a client here at PCC and the path that I had moving forward. So again, it does come back to um, just this growing appreciation for the diversity of clients that we have here at PCC, whether it be age, walk of life, profession, um, being a parent, not being a parent, um, and really taking the time to dig into that. Um, and what I have really appreciated through the experiences I've had so far is just learning so much about so many different types of people. And I have learned quite a bit being a coach, um, in such a short amount of time, you know, thinking about my own personal journey. Yes. Like I've been on this journey for a year and a half now as a client, but I think I have learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in the short amount of time that I've been a coach from clients and from their feedback and from their experiences and the wins that they have and the challenges that they face. Um, and really honing my craft and because coaching is very, um, it's very much an art. Um, I've learned yeah. that. And, um, obviously when I was teaching, I was teaching children and now I work with adults, <laughs> which is, Honestly, it's such a breath of fresh air because I know I've talked to you before about this need to mask when I was at my teaching job. Um, but I just love that I have been able to be more and more vulnerable with my clients because I think it's really important um, for that to be like, you know, for me personally, for my own personal health, but also professionally just to share you know, the challenges that I have, like, honestly, like thinking about my own journey as a client, I did go through a fat loss phase. And I'm not where I was at the end of my fat loss phase right now. But I do have this sense of I've made progress with like my mindset and my relationship with body image and my physique and my appearance that I don't think I would have been able to get to if I had stayed in that place where I was at the end of my fat loss phase. Mm -hmm. um, so sharing that with clients and saying, you know, just kind of like sharing my own experience where yes, like I was able to successfully go through this phase. And right now I'm not where I was at the end of that phase. But just thinking big picture and holistically, like, me taking a risk on my for myself and joining PCC as a coach and really sticking with mindful eating skills and maintenance for a long, long time right now, longer than I've ever done in my entire life, yeah. um, has been so like just eye opening for me that um, my journey is constantly changing and morphing and my you know everything is just kind of ebbing and flowing and just accepting me for where I'm at and accepting clients for where they're at too, um, mm. has been like the biggest 
biggest thing for me so far as a coach. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like look, a lot of times coaches in the industry, like, or clients feel about most coaches is that I'm here to kind of impress them or please them. Or like, I can't let them down or I don't want them to think less of me or they're maybe they're already judging me is the thought, right? Like that's my fitness coach. They're the best. I I can't let them judge me. I got to be perfect. Right. But it's like, if you are the one administering the acceptance right to them, like, Hey, I accept you for where you are. Can you accept yourself? Like, can we work on that? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mind blown. It's just so counter intuitive to the industry. I feel like, so it's probably why, um, a lot of the clients that I know have like started working with you and are new in their journey with you, like immediately are like, Oh, I love Rachel. Like she's, she's awesome because, and that you can't put your finger on it because they don't know exactly what it is you're doing, like from your end, but it's like, they can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. (laughs) I, I honestly just, like I said, I truly mean this. I've learned so much from all, all my clients, past, present. Um, and it's really, you know, made me realize a lot more and have more of these realizations about, um, like we talked about like that acceptance and, um, you know, really seeing where, clients are and where they want to be, um, and really reinforcing and what I'm reinforcing in my day to day as well is like putting my feet on the ground. Where am I at right now? Accepting where I'm at right now. Maybe I'm having a like really shit mental day. Like maybe that's happening. How do I nurture myself? How do I, you know, what actions can I take to cope? Um, and really take the time to like pause and reflect and, not brush it under the rug and be really mindful and compassionate towards myself. That was definitely something I've struggled with. Um, but yeah, definitely just like sharing that with clients and um, really, I guess, reinforcing that idea that it's okay to give ourselves grace. It's okay to, to acknowledge the mistakes and failures that we make Um, and it's just all experience. This is an experience that we're having right now. And that's what makes this program, I think, so powerful is that we encourage that we encourage making mistakes, we encourage the, the act of failure, because how else are we going to know what to do next time, or what to do after we leave this program? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's just such a powerful part of what we do here, where we embrace the failures and we embrace the mistakes and we definitely don't expect perfection. That would be very silly. Like that's how I like to phrase it. That's very silly to think that (laughs) we are going to be and like, you know, and that's something I have to tell myself on the day to day too. Like it's a work in progress and we will continue to make mistakes and we will have those moments where it's like, well, damn it. (laughs) It happened again. (laughs) Um, but it's more so like, how do we respond? And, um, learning how to really be kind to ourselves in those moments, which can be really challenging for, I think like 99% of us. Yeah. uh, Or maybe 101%. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that kind of already answers the question that I had, which was like, how are you aiming to impact your clients? And I think that sums it up really, really nicely, but I guess a good question that I do have is, like what's one specific skill or area that you're really working on improving right now as a coach? Well, I would say that something that I've been really digging into recently is like we've kind of talked about throughout this conversation, having more realizations about where clients are at, what their goals are and what their values are is to really um, be proactive when it comes to that, like from the jump with clients to really like dig into values and dig into their lives on the day to day um, and what aligns with them. And for me, you know, definitely something personally that I'm working through as well. I mentioned it earlier um, when we were talking, but really going away from being outcome oriented, even for myself personally, but also as a coach, 
Um, mm. because I, I would say like, if you looked at my progress photos, you know, over the last year and a half, you would go, Oh, well, she lost her progress. But what is progress? You know, it's not always with physique. It's not always with, you know, losing a certain amount of weight, being at a certain scale weight. That's something that I've come to the realization about. Mm -hmm. um, so really embracing like these transformative changes that maybe we can't see and maybe don't translate into a progress photo or mm -hmm. a scale weight or those types of things. So really reframing that for myself personally, but also reframing that for me and my approach as a coach um, to really reinforce like the acceptance again of where we're at and what actions can we do today that are going to align with who we are and who we want to be um, and not necessarily you know, labeling certain phases with fat loss, with bulking, with whatever it may be. Yes, that may be an outcome, but really digging deeper than that and kind of prescribing a new meaning to the different phases that we go through um, mm. as humans, because life ebbs and flows. And I think that that's something that I'm really working on as a coach is to get to that place with a client where we are able to have those conversations about what values are tied to this. Yeah. Um, of course, the actions that we take aligned with those will more, more likely than not lead to an outcome, but yeah, making it, not, ma making it more about the process. Yeah. So if I'm understanding this correctly, let's call it fat loss, right? We call it fat loss. And that means that we are in a calorie deficit and we're doing these things. And like the, you as a coach might be focused on, are we losing a pound per week? Are we losing a pound per week versus being like, you know, are we refining our choices? Are we honoring the discipline that we want to uphold? Are we um, like, are we just keeping the promises we make to ourselves? Like, is it more like you're focused, you're like learning to focus more on that with the client than like, Hey, you didn't lose a pound this week. Let's cut your calories. <laughs> Is that exactly right? exactly okay. yes and not having like these knee-jerk responses like you said like oh we're not seeing progress this week we need to cut this or add this or whatever it may be um really just like seeing the big picture and not just cherry picking or pinpointing different data points but really looking at like biofeedback for instance like stress how's that going energy how are you feeling um, you know, sleep and energy, you know, all of those different components, um, and really just taking the time to investigate those, um, and not just really just seeing that data point in time and making that like the, it's almost like making that the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the label, right. The label that we're putting on a person, um, mm -hmm. But more so just digging a little bit deeper into the functionality and vitality that is behind perhaps like the scale, maybe not going one way or the other. Right. Because it's like, okay, the client didn't lose a pound per week. They're automatically going to feel like a failure that week. So like if we just feed into that and say like, yeah, sorry, you didn't. So we're going to have to do this. Like, what does that do to the psychology and then the adherence and then the downstream effect of all of that, right? Versus like okay so we didn't lose a pound this week but like what are all the things that are going well what did you do like what are the processes processes that are kind of like falling short a little bit and how can we refine those so that you feel better about every single step right and then oh guess what <laughs> the scale moves as a result of that and it's more like byproduct versus the only thing we focus on is that right yep absolutely mm -hmm. yeah cool well I guess last question I have would be um, if you had to give a listener of this episode, whether they're your client or a client of someone else at PCC, or they're just some random person who found this podcast for some reason, uh, one piece of advice towards living a healthy lifestyle and making a permanent change in their health, what would it be? What comes to mind? I think it boils down to what we have clients do at the very beginning of their journey, which is really like investigating 
why, why do I want to do X, Y, or Z? Um, and I, I think that just with everything that I've learned client as a coach, um, and currently still learn just as a human (laughs) is that life changes all the time, (laughs) like every single day. Um, we can't expect life to be the same every single day, um, for a whole variety of reasons, but, what I have found does not change for me is this notion of like my values and who I am as a person. So really using that mindset and using that as almost like a mantra that I tell myself on the day to day about who I am, what my values are, and what's even just one thing that I can do today that aligns with that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's honestly, you know, I, I really appreciate that being the first stepping point for clients when they do join, because I think that many times we can be like, we've talked about outcome oriented um, and hyper fixated on a certain outcome. Whereas what's really going to drive that progress and change is what we do like in that current moment. Um, Whether it be like an active coping strategy when we are stressed, whether it be um, setting intentions for ourselves um, for what the day is going to look like. Um, So that would be my, my advice for anyone who is on a health wellness fitness journey um, or just looking to make some sort of change in their life. Love that. That's a very, very good answer. Do you mind if I ask you, and if you are not comfortable sharing, we can cut this whole part of the podcast out, but what is your mantra? Who, what, what is, who are you and what are your values that you're living by and growing by? Well, something that I have landed on is honestly really embracing the discomfort that comes with making mistakes, the discomfort with making a change, um, for growing. Um, and also more than anything, and I will say this and it's just something I'm working on still is acceptance because that is something that is I don't think I've ever been okay with like who I am currently. Um, not fully a hundred percent. Like I'm good with where I'm at. That is something that I'm acutely aware of. And um, I have been doing the work, <laughs> journaling, um, asking questions, admitting when I fail or make mistakes. Um, definitely like that acceptance of where I'm at. And perhaps having these like goals that I have for myself three, six, a year down the line. Um, But I have found that the more that I become accepting of who I am and start to make choices and actions that are kind of like aligned with who I am, the more that like, yes, I have an idea of who I am and where I want to go. But I, it's so funny too, because I used to be so clear about three months, I'm going to be in a fat loss phase and six months, I'm going to like be at the <laughs> end of the fat loss phase. And then a year from now, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't even know, like just have <laughs> some sort of like, but the more that I've become accepting of where I am and accepting of what I look like and what I can do and um, who I am as a person it's not that the goals have become murky. It's more been like the goals are not as finite. It's more like I'm going to choose more actions that are aligned with who I am and where I'm at versus like having these expectations for myself kind of looming <laughs> in the mm-hmm. distance. Um, so it's not so murky as it is more like I'm going closer and closer and closer to present day and where I am at right now and not thinking too far ahead. 
Um, yeah. Because I, I find that that kind of does, for me personally, um, create this guilt, shame kind of experience and emotion. Um, so the, the closer that I've gotten to where I am today, the less pressure I feel about meeting some sort of expectation that I put upon myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, you know, where you are right now and then the person you want to be, there's a gap between those two things. There always is because we are never exactly where we want to be a hundred percent, but it's like, instead of only focusing on the gap, you're focusing on appreciating where you are. And then the gap is a lot less pressure. So you're able to actually take the right steps in the, in the right direction because you're not like, well, I'm a failure because I'm not all the way there today. Is that right? Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. That's beautiful. Awesome. Well, where can the people find you on Instagram and how can your listeners here contact you if they have any questions or feedback about the episode? So on Insta, I'm at Rachel Reed Fitness. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> and you can message me if you have any questions. Um, and yeah, I'm starting to pour, post more on there. <laughs> starting to post more content. Um, so really just feeling inspired and uh, pumped about just sharing a little bit more about me and myself. And also just... Um, you know, not just me as a coach, but me as a person <laughs> in my yeah, own personal journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like all of the above. Like, I feel like your clients, our team, like everyone just like loves learning that stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. we often take it for granted. They're like, oh yeah, I'm a human too. I'm not just like your coach. So um, I think your clients will appreciate that too. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with coach Rachel. Now, if you liked this episode and you're a client of hers, just go send her a text or a message right now. If you're not driving and this something resonated with you, I want you to text her right away and let her know so that she can like, just get that reinforcement that sharing these things and just being totally open on a podcast like this is not that scary. And it's really, really great, uh, for you guys too. So thanks so much for listening. Next up will be Coach Abby, and we will see you back here next week.